Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Podcast, the podcast open to everyone uh, except Red Shoes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, except Hammer Tonga for reals. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is <gasps> Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. I hope you're okay. You know, yes, you were going uh, so hard in that intro that you nearly died, and I appreciate the effort, you know? Every podcaster dies. <laughs> they do. We, we all eventually <laughs> die. Yes, we are here to talk. Power Struggle! Which sounds like a song by Pantera, uh, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> but before we do that, let's do some professionalism first. Uh, and let's, uh, assuming you haven't jumped off the sinking ship, we're on the Tweety. I'm there at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is there at Drusifer Tweets. Collectively, we are there at Never Open Pod. And if you want to send us a written or voice email, Never Open Pod at gmail.com. And if you got any of that Sasha Banks money, nailed that one. Throw it our way. We have a Teespring store. You can have merch that'll make you look never as. Now, you think I'd wear that merch because we're doing like video lately. But no, instead, uh, I have the very popular House of Torture. <laughs> Repping your fellas. I got you. Repping my boys. Yeah. Repping well, my losers. Luke, we have a few things to talk about today. Mostly it's going to be power struggle, as you mentioned. But uh, there was like a couple things that happened. There, there was a power struggle press conference. We didn't watch it. Um, and, but there was a press conference called today by Hiromu. And he just like went on and on for a half an hour. So that happened. But um, all other news, I think, is is within the actual show. Is that correct? If, the, if there's a wrestler that uh, is might allegedly maybe sometimes take cocaine, maybe it's Hiromu. Half an hour. Ah! Was he doing a filibuster? Yeah, you know, that's funny. I think that that's actually what they tweeted out, is they called it a, the Hiromu's filibuster or something like that. <laughs> so, you know, I nice. mean, it's, it's one of those things. That's, that's uh, you know, Cato, the younger, you know, busted that out on Julius Caesar once, and Julius Caesar was not happy. Tried to have him arrested, so it didn't go over well. No, no, it did not. So, I thought, Cato, the younger? I'm like, I'm like, Kimi is not that young. Oh, right. You mean ancient Rome, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, indeed. I know we're going in there. What else would I be talking about? What other Cato? You're talking. You were like, oh, Cato the elder. Oh no, the younger. Got it. Got it. By the way, I, I I remember a lot of things you were saying about. No one cares about these Noah guys. If we did, we'd watch it. And true <laughs> word, true word, Mister Guy, like. What have we heard about Kato Kiyomiya? Even just like indirectly just scrolling throughout Tweety feeds. Like, nothing. is he injured or something? Nothing, no, man. Like, he's out there not? wrestling. He's just, you know, he's just not Keno. So he's not the champion. You know, finally. Keno. And then, uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Noah seems to be back on track, you know, towards some like booking that people like. Uh, you know, not saying Jake Lee wasn't a good champion. I don't know. I didn't watch him. You know, he seems like a fine wrestler, but I just think Keno should always be champion. <laughs> always. And he should fight Go Shiyazaki, who should sometimes be the champion every once in a while so that they can fight. And that's it. Well, by the way, Mr. Guy, uh, I remember us being excited about a potential Nakajima 
entry into New Japan and us being like, all Japan? What? Yeah. But thinking about it, think look look at New Japan's roster right now. Mm-hmm. We they don't need Nakajima. No. They don't need him. They got their own, like, homegrown Nakajimas. They don't need, you know, this other Nakajima. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's like, I guess uh, Ren would be the, uh, you know, New Japan version of him, kind of shoot fighter gimmick or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, but I'm, I've, you know, I think that all Japan's doing really well right now, and people really like them. I know it's unfortunate. The other day, this is shocking information, and I'm sorry – you know, I don't want to bring the podcast down, but just for a moment, we have to get <laughs> okay. somber because right. I saw the other day that, you know, Ren Ayabi, the super tall dude, Andre <laughs> the Dickhead himself, he's been wrestling in all Japan, right? And he nice. lost the other day to Yoshi Tatsu. Moment of no. silence. Yeah. Paul went out for the super tall dude, Ren Ayabi. That uh, sucks. No. <laughs> that sucks. So that that sucks. Now I I don't follow all Japan and or care about it, but I swear if uh, he's if Yoshitatsu beats Nakajima, there's there should be riots in the, well, the streets of Japan. I, I don't think I don't think Nakajima would allow that to happen, like for a shoot. You know no. what I mean? So that was in his stipulations when he arrived. I'm like. All right. Yes, I will wrestle Yoshitatsu, but I'm not losing to him. Mate. Hey, That's... remember that time he kicked someone's head off for a shoot and like it just absolutely. Oh man! So that actually that person, um, and another wrestler from Noah has been arrested for uh, really bad stuff that we won't talk about because it's just like I don't want to mention anything like. Terrible I remember you sending me so, the, so real bad, the thing so. about it, and I was like, "How bad could it be?" And I was like, "Yeah." But maybe maybe Nakajima knew, you know, and he's like trying to get some street justice in the ring. That's right. Whew. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that was uh, man. I'd rather talk about Yoshitatsu than those two. <laughs> and that's yeah, a fact. That's true. It's true. Well, Luke, um, I had an experience I have yet to tell you about that I wanted to share with you and the listeners. Nice. And that is that I went to a wrestling show on uh, Saturday, right? And it was Mm -hmm. in this little town called Cynthiana, Kentucky. And listen, I could talk for two hours about this nonstop without a breath, but I won't do that to you. It's just this guy. Yes. Where is my uh, Cynthiana venue reviews of the building? You could have even written one. Listen, you have no idea. Gosh. I'm sorry. There there are. I have written Google reviews for things in Cynthiana, uh, uh, buildings, but it was in a whole duff, different life. But anyway, um, so this actually does take take place in an awesome fucking town gymnasium. Legit, that's what it is. And it's it's like one of these places if you run into any townie that's in this town and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to a wrestling show over there. They'll say, you know, Macho Man used to wrestle there. And he did back in the day. IPW used to run right in that area. And Macho Man and his brother, who Lanny Poffo, who Lanny Poffo, yeah. is awesome, you know, and they, they used to wrestle in that gym. So that's what everybody says. Anyway, this is Larry D is this guy from Kentucky who's a tremendous pro wrestler. He was briefly on Impact, and that's kind of been the height of his success. But he's always been like in the past like five years, he's been kind of an indie darling. When he shows up on a show, you know he's going to be awesome. And he is. Great dude. 
I've interviewed him a bunch of times. I've known him a long time. He decides he's going to retire. He's going to have his last match at this big show, right? And so since he worked for Impact, a bunch of Impact people were on the show. Um, you know, Crazy Steve was on the show. Uh, Moose is who he wrestled and, you know, Larry D wrestled. But nice. it, it was it was fun. You know, the uh, a sauce guy, uh, Alex Zane, was on the show. Um, the best match was like a five-match, five-way Haas battle, like Haas battle royal type thing. But it was awesome, dude. And my buddy Brandon Taggart, who's one of the best big men to ever do it, he won the match, and I was so happy. So there's all this fun stuff. I went with my buddy Dean. We love going to these little towns. It's just like every time we go, something wild happens, something just completely unexpected <laughs> that is just like – I am so glad I got to see this, you know, and, and like one year we went to this where there's a little restaurant we like to go to. We at the restaurant, all of a sudden everybody leaves the restaurant. We're like, what the fuck's going on? Walk out Christmas parade. Okay. We didn't know it was Christmas parade day, but there's a giant parade. People are fucking chucking candy at us. And we're like, this is awesome. So it's like always something crazy like that happens that we aren't expecting. Well, they had this like battle royal thing, right? And it was like an impact type battle royal where like five guys coming in at a time. And, you know, and everybody's coming in to know music and they're getting announced. And like, it's fine. It's a bunch of like scrubs kind of, you know, and there's a couple good guys in there, but it's fine. Nothing, nothing to say about the match. But all of a sudden the music hits, right? Now, all these guys in the ring are local heroes, you know? Oh, and by the way, if you saw my Twitter, the fucking place was packed. They had almost 600 people in that place, which, nice. is, which is probably over-occupied. But guess what? doesn't matter because it's in the same building as the fire department. Ain't nobody shutting anybody down, you know? <laughs> so and that, That's a great turnout, too, because uh, that American show we just covered, uh, 801. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole town of Cynthia is at this place, right? So we're watching this battle royal, and all of a sudden, Jake the Snake Roberts music hits. Now, Jimmy Hart is sitting 20 feet from me. There is uh, all kinds of people like that that were on the show, you know I mean? And so, like, like um, it's one of them old ECW guys that don't ever shut up was on the show, and I don't even want to talk about it. But, you know, it's all these guys. And so I'm expecting, well, maybe Jake the Snake Roberts, maybe they booked him, you know? And so all of a sudden, this super old guy comes out. Oh, I forgot to mention, the entire crowd knew exactly what was going on. Just me and Dean are maybe the only people in the building that don't know what's going on. So just to let you know, we're the only ones that are like, <laughs> what the fuck? This old guy comes out that's like, maybe that could be him, but he's certainly not tall enough. You know, it kind of looks like him. And, it's and like the, the announcer, of Jake the Snake. And the announcer says, this is Jimmy the Snake Roberts. This fucking guy who kind of looks like Jake the Snake walks in the ring with a bag over his shoulder, DDTs 20 people, and leaves. And the crowd <laughs> lost their fucking mind. Every single place in the crowd's chant, Jimmy, Jimmy. They all know who this guy is. But we didn't grow up in Kentucky watching wrestling every night, so you know, every weekend. So we don't know. And it's just like there Kentucky is you always hear that Kentucky has shit wrestling. That's always been kind of the, the deal with Kentucky. But it's not true. It's just different. You know what I mean? That guy didn't come in the ring and do a bunch of moonsaults. But, man, he was more over than anybody except fucking Larry on the whole show. He nice. got the biggest reaction of anybody. And he just came out and slowly hit younger guys with DDTs because he was old as fuck. And the crowd's <laughs> like, yeah! You know? And, and it's just like, 
it goes to show that wrestling can be anything. And that's one of the things we love about going to Kentucky is just something like that always happens. And it's always weird and wrestling related. And it's just, it's just a cool place. But uh, I had to tell you that. So, man, I am glad you did. <sighs> Gilberg, Jake the Snake. That's, yeah, that's pretty fantastic. much. He didn't that's have fun. the sparklers. That would have been funny, but it also <laughs> would have been only funny to us in the future. Yes. Oh, wow. Jimmy the Snake. That's amazing. <laughs> He's been around for years, apparently. He's a legend in Kentucky. Jimmy the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Jimmy the Snake. I love it. Uh, well, welcome to the Everyone Podcast. The podcast open to everyone, especially Jimmy yeah. I the mean, Snake Roberts. Dude, you want to talk about over. Jimmy was fucking over that night. So... Anyway, but Luke, um, this show we're going to talk about Power Struggle is at the Edian Arena, but it's a gymnasium number one. So Ooh. apparently some people went to this place once and they didn't like it. And so they told us, <laughs> uh, they wrote down why. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I have one of these wonderful reviews right here. And uh, it reads, behind the corner, it, it's almost a haiku, but it doesn't quite fit. <laughs> behind the corner post. Didn't see much. Even the cameraman had a bad set. Bad set? Bad s- I'm going to start again. Behind the corner post, didn't see much. Even the cameraman had a bad seat. Chan Chan, one star. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> It'd be a good place maybe if you were watching a juniors match because at least, at least they'd be in the crowd. But even yeah, the cameraman or, had a bad seat. Bullet Club match. You know, yeah. they don't even like getting in the ring. So Or John Moxley match. You know, so I want a review that said... Wrestler waved for me to get out of the way. They walked back into the ring. One star. <laughs> that, is, that is such an old school heel thing. It's the <laughs> best, man. I love it. Move, move. And then just flip the crowd off and roll back in the ring. It's the best. <laughs> well, Luke, uh, I also have uh, inscribed some information from someone who went to Edian Arena, and I don't think they liked it either. Let's see what they had to say. It goes a little something like this. Who all you can eat smoke near the security room at the back door. It's too cruel because there are many children at the event. A child lined up to buy goods was coughing. There's an exclamation point that's red. It's bloody exclamation point. I want you to do more. Your manners properly. It is also a prefectural gymnasium. And the name of the company called Edian will be damaged. One star. You know what I'm imagining right now, Mr. Guy? That Lance Archer's out there having a smoke with security, and he's on purposely blowing it inside towards the kids. <laughs> Every baby gets lung cancer. <laughs> he cuts one of them and draws on the wall a, a bloody exclamation point. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's why nobody uh, told them to stop smoking, Mister uh, Review Man. Uh, for that. <laughs> oh my God, that's. Excuse me, that's fucking amazing. I love it. All right, so yes, it is Bow Struggle in Osaka, and uh, we start off with a pre-show match that uh, Andy and I were like, "Yeah, cool, we get to see some new guys." And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see how they did. It's the the, the Frontier Zone match. It's uh, Makazuki Junior, Yoshiki Kato. And Strong Machine Junior. Man, he's at the right show. Strong Machine Junior OJ at Power Struggle. Man, that goes together. And they're wrestling Reiski Taguchi, the DKC, and Bolton Oleg. And uh, Strong Machine, 
he's the guy in the mask. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mochizu, no, I'm just going to call him Junior. He kicks DKC's face off at one one stage, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, he's dead, and I'm like, All right, <laughs> cool. I'm looking forward to this. All right, I've seen I've seen what you can do. Let's go with. Uh, Let's see what everybody else can do. Let's have a nice, it's pre-show. You've got plenty of time before the show starts. Let's go. And then Taguchi taps uh, uh, um, Makazuki Jr. out with an ankle lock. And I'm like, what? But shit, it's, oh, okay. Uh, well, barely anything happened. And I don't think I got a strong feel for anyone. But at least uh, uh, Makazuki Jr. kicked the shit out of the DKC. So there was that. <laughs> Hey, the blonde guy had a great breaking German suplex. Yes, he did. And strong machine J guy was a breakdancer. And so mm. we we did learn that about him. So Bushi, uh, I can imagine Bushi beating him up backstage going, that's my gimmick, you fucking. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the breakdance man. Get out of here. Steal my shit. <laughs> One time uh, at, I used to work in an apartment community. And in the back of one of the like storage areas, I found this fucking gigantic radio. I'm. It was it was huge and it was so big it had a place where you could put a record inside it and it played records and we thought it was so funny and eventually we were like this might be worth some money we put it on craigslist some guy wanted to buy it right away he collects those he's like oh my god i can't believe you had this this guy shows up to buy it and he's like an old breakdancer old pop and locker and he tells us all these stories about how cool it was back in the day to have like a little bald spot right here because that meant you could spin on your head, you know? And, like, <laughs> he was so happy we had this fucking radio. It was so cool. I have one of those spots. You're great. Wow, maybe my my athletic career isn't over. You get pop and lock, man. That's you know? right. I can't oh. dance, man. So good. I can't when I'm drunk. Popping and locking. Oscar and Nakashima, they like tagging together, have a match versus Newman and Jeff Cobb. And, uh... <laughs> Jeff Cobb, he went to that same meeting that Great O'Conn told us about, about wearing the merch to the ring, because he's wearing the, like, soccer jersey or whatever it is, you know, and the, the United Empire gear. And Oscar hits a vertical suplex on Jeff Cobb. Pretty cool. <laughs> like that. Um, it's funny, too, because, like, he kind of, like, bent backwards instead of just falling with Jeff Cobb, and it kind of looked almost like he was trying to bridge it there for a second. And I was like, do it, kid, do it, you know, but he didn't do it. So, And then um, Cobb hits a giant suplex on both young lions at oh once. Oh, my God. They called it a double Olympic slam. Oh, uh, we also forgot to mention that this is kind of Walker Texas Stewart's uh, debut on commentary. It's him, um, you know, uh, Chris Charlton and then Robbie joins later. And he it's, joined, he, did he? Texas Stewart okay. was on last show. Okay, well, this he was on this show, right? Yes. Okay, so he also is on this one, but <laughs> I thought Robbie was uh, on this uh, on commentary. He is. Well, okay. He is too. Okay. Well, um, so anyway, uh, the young lions have been watching the uh, junior tag thing. And they're like, we're going to kind of do our own total elimination like that. And they do it. And it's pretty great. They, you know, they sort of do it. So Cobb hits a suplex on both of them. Like I said, then he's going to do a big dive. Here he goes. Nope. Newman dives and the young lions just absolutely don't catch him. Probably um, for the best though, because he landed on his feet. So Oscar yeah. takes a tour of the islands and loses. He sure does. And so 
this is something you picked on, picked up on uh, a few episodes ago, and the commentary team is quick to point out that Mr. Guy was right, though they don't credit him, unfortunately. But uh, Oscar Loeb and Yuta Nakashima are apparently young lion bros, and uh, they they want to tag together. So, well, you're not on cool. Instagram, Luke. That's common no. knowledge to anyone who's on oh, Instagram sorry. and follows these guys because they are just always together, clowning on each other. And it's fun. Well, since I'm the last to know, I guess I'm on delayed gram. Ha 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 Don't laugh. I at do. That, it wasn't bad. I'm ashamed it wasn't myself. bad. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> delayed gram. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> uh, I like that uh, Jeff Cobb teases doing a tope as well. He's like, nah. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So next we got the, the Wart. This is a really fun match. It is. The War Dogs, Clark Connors, and Drill Maloney versus Wato and El Desperado versus uh, Koso Fujita and Robbie Eagles versus Yo and Musashi. It is even cooler because this is tornado tag rules, so no tagging. Just everybody get in there and get your shit in. Let's go. <laughs> Which is pretty much what this match is. Uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. All right, yo, you still suck, but you make me laugh sometimes because Robbie's just sitting on the top turnbuckle, just chilling before the match starts. But but that's the turnbuckle yo gets on to do his like, part with his music. And he's like, ah, like he's doing a Kakeshi. And uh, so Robbie doesn't move. So he does that on him instead <laughs> on Robbie Eagle's face. So uh, that made me laugh. And uh, what makes me mark out because it's so adorable and amazing is El Desperado is kind of sort of wearing the team T-shirt. He tucks it in on the side like lots of wrestlers do. So that kind of counts, everyone. That counts. Did he go to the great... meeting too, you think? Yeah. They were like, <laughs> Wado's like, listen, it's not about friendship. It's about this fucking money, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Despi's like, I'm not listening to you. So then like Ren Narita or Suzuki was like, no, seriously, dude, this, this yeah. T-shirt's kind of selling. So like put one great, on. Great Khan's like, listen, I know I'm crazy, but. Listen, this is this is the way to go here. Charity's in the room when uh, when this show's on, and uh, I told her there's no tags in this match, and she said, "So they're starting this match from the halfway point, then," which uh, kind of made me laugh because yeah, yeah, it was that was pretty That's good. True. There's a there's an ama- amazing early exchange between uh, Robbie Eagles and Drilla Maloney that was kind of fucking crazy. I loved that. Uh, Yo and Masashi, they do like stereo Falcon arrows on the Bullet Club. Everyone's kind of getting their shit in. Robbie turns a turbo backpack into the Rob Miller special on Musashi. And uh, I love this finish. It's so fucking fun. I didn't get everything because, like, this is just pandemonium, everyone. But uh, Robbie turns a turbo backpack into a Ron Miller on Musashi, and he's trying to tap Musashi out. So while he's trying to do that, <laughs> El Desperado runs in and rolls up Vegeta. And... <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie's too slow to be like, oh shit, he's getting pinned. Oh, damn yeah. it. There's no tags, so you can do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and he realizes too late. And so Wato and El Desperado get the win. And this might be a promising um, moment for their tag team. Yeah. Well, so I, should we talk? We shouldn't talk about this yet, but I guess. You know, we'll talk about it towards the end, I guess, about how I was totally wrong with my assumption. I mean, maybe I'm not wrong, but 
I, there's still ways I could be right, but it's not about that. It just kind of sucks the way this all turns out. But matches like these are great celebrations of the tournament. You know, that's what that's you right. want. It's the end of the tournament. Let's celebrate the tournament. Let these uh, juniors tag teams tear it up a little bit in front of a huge crowd. I mean, they were out in the sticks wrestling in front of, you know, 600 people or less in many of these uh, shows. So, you managed, to talk me, you managed to talk me off the ledge, Mr. Guy, but once small. they reiterated, <laughs> once I found out that you were wrong, uh, I didn't just uh, get back on the ledge. I, I, I jumped right over it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be the was voice grand of level, though, So it's all good. That's, that's where I made my mistake. I'm always trying to be the voice of reason. It's like, why? So I'll try to stop doing that. But anyway, um, <laughs> next week we have a six-man match it is tomatonga intergalactic jet setters Yay. versus shingo the never open weight title holder um and he's tagging with the team abushi and Teton! <laughs> so i am displeased by this matchup that's my first note. So I want the Never Title feud to be someone besides Tomatonga. So now I'm seeing, oh, this is what we're doing here. So we get some really good wrestling between Kevin Knight and Teton. And Kushida gets in, and we get some team-up stuff from all the juniors. They're all teaming up. Shingo beats the shit out of Kushida, and he flexes in Tama's face, which is funny. <laughs> So guess what happens, Luke, later in the match to, with Tama Tonga? You know what happens to what he does? He tags in. It's a hot tag, and he does this babyface shit. And then the heavies wrestle, and it's really good. You know, it's not bad. Uh, but Bushi gets a dive on Tama. Kevin gets a monster springboard dive to the outside. Apparently, it turns out it has something to do with footwear. And uh, <laughs> Must be the shoes! I mean, so, and then there's a gunstone on Bushi. Tama wins, and then he hands Shingo the belt and says, oh, one more time. And in his promo, after the match, he says something along the lines of like, so, yeah, you know, I know I lost to you, but you never would have got that chance if it wasn't for me giving it to you. Fuck off. <laughs> I saw this match. I saw Tama get the winner over Bushi. I knew it was coming, and I was like, no. Here's my short list of people I would rather him wrestle. This is Shingo for the Never title at Wrestle Kingdom. All right. Jeff Cobb 2 at the Dome. Everyone remembers how good that was. Please. All right. If we're not getting that, uh, my equal top choice, Tai Chi. Yeah? Hmm? Ren Renarita? Fucking Tomoaki Honma? <laughs> All right. Yeah? Okay. I mean, Ishii? Why can't Some you have... Kushida get Yoda the pin. Suji? It's an open way title. Give oh, Kushida something to do. You know what I mean? Anyone. Oh my goodness! I was just like, there's so many ways you could go. So many ways uh, that uh, that you could have gone, and then they just did rematch. Yeah, all right. I don't look, Tama. I don't dislike your in ring and stuff. It's fine, but you've had three chances to do something awesome with this belt and uh as tommy was would say you have not no it's Shingo. formulaic bullshit you know that like i know matches have formulas but like 
I just the brawling in the crowd and then like right back in the ring and the count out spot and then this, that, and the other thing that's for like the heavyweight style. That's not for the, the never style. It's like, Man. it's, fu it's fucking our shit up. And I guess we should quit bitching about it. Cause it's fucking been this way for a long time, but we're like, Oh, finally Shingo's going to make it right. And maybe he still will. I, you never know. Trent Beretta might beat him next week. He's not winning that, right? Come on, man. I like Trent Beretta, but like, I, I, that match will be more never than the Tama match. It, will be. It'll be pretty never, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's so many matchups that would, yeah. All right. Anyway, next we have. Oh, thank God, I get to do this one, and not the following match. All right, so this is Sonata and Yuya Uramura versus Tetsuya Naito and Yoda Suji. And I was thinking, all right, this will be awesome, but will it be a draw? Please, God, no. Like, we can handle some finishes here. Like, just give us one, and uh, and we get one. The uh, Naito uh, Sonata preview stuff is fucking awesome, and it's Naito trolling Sonata. So Naito's trying to get uh, a bit of something out of, out of Sonata, a bit of fire and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I like that kind of aspect of it. But... Look, the highlight for me in this match is Yu Uramura and Yoda Suji because uh, they decide to just beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, <laughs> and it is fucking incredible. And you'd think Yoda Suji would be, had been here for like an extra two years over Yu Uramura or something because, you know, he's trolling him like, hey, I've been here for a while, and you're just a new kid. I'm just going to wail on you, but... Uh, no, he's relatively new <laughs> coming back himself, which uh, I guess is part of that LIJ trolling stuff. You're just doing some uh, German suplex chain wrestling as well, which is like, mm, that's my shit. Thank you, you, Uramara. I love that. Uh, dude, just watching these guys wrestle, the future is now. Uh, unfortunately, the future is not now in the main event, but, uh, <laughs> but Yoda Suji, he does catch him with a gnarly Gene Blast for the win. And then uh, in true LIJ style, Yoda Suji fits right in. He's already been like, like he's doing all the stuff that used to happen to him when he was a young man. And he's like, <laughs> hey, Naito, I want to be your friend. Oh, shake your hand. No, nope. throw you out the fucking ring. Because he takes you, you remember, and just like, see ya. Oh, man. He's he's an LIJ Rudo for sure. I love him. Yeah, LIJ are major dicks at the end of this match it's great oh, they're yeah. dicks the whole match but yes. there's something really cool that happened in this match so chris charlton is like um or robbie has joined commentary at this mm -hmm. point like i mentioned before and so like suji's been doing the orange crush i'm sure when we first talked about it i just quit saying it because like they keep calling it a falcon arrow and it's like no oh, man it's an orange crush and fucking he does the orange crush in this match and robbie's like hey orange crush and i'm like yeah fuck yeah I like watching man knows his moves. He does. I like watching the kids wrestle. I like it a lot. It's awesome. You know, it's uh, they're great. So, and I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I, I mean, <laughs> Yuya is gonna turn on just five guys. It's gonna happen, right? You know, and I mean, I think the feud might be him versus. Uh, well, he's got to get his title match, right? Oh, a lot of these, some of these young guys are getting title matches. How's he gonna get his? Is it a fuse versus Sonata? Or is a feud versus Taichi, you know? Taichi doesn't have a belt, but he has the imaginary belt that he always has on. So that's right. Um, 
Next, Luke, we have oh, uh, something. Glug glug glug. I don't know that I'd call it. Well, it was in fact a wrestling match: Finley versus Tonga Loa with their That's counterparts. For me. It's fine. Pew pew. Um, the uh, their counterparts, Jado and Gato, out with them, of course. And what do you know? It's a brawl, and it's even until Tonga Loa gets knocked off the top rope. What's he doing up there anyway? And we get to see his masterful selling because now his leg is all ouchy. Finley uh, buries Tomatonga in those really, really, really light plastic guardrails and tries for a countout win. It doesn't work. Finley beats the shit out of Tonga Loa, and uh, Tonga Loa just completely forgets about his ouchy leg. And Robbie helps Tonga Loa and sells him. He like he like helps him sell by mentioning his knee. Oh, it must hurt. <laughs> I was like, solid. So Finley gets thrown through the little gate, and that was pretty funny. And then uh, Tongalo is on offense, and he hits all his, you know, the, the pee, the pa, the poo, the pee. He hits all that. Top rope missile drop kick. Look fucking awesome. That's what he was doing up there. So he can oh. hit top, top rope missile drop kick. It was pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, other stuff happens. I mean, by the way, after he hits that, like, uh, top rope missile drop kick, does he, like, go, oof, that kind of hurt a little. He does not do no. that. No. <laughs> so uh, Chris uh, mentions on commentary Tongaloa's sweet tits. That was pretty funny. He, he was trying to get everybody to you know, crack up. And I think Walker Texas Stewart did crack up, but uh, Robbie did not. He's a pro. So sunset flip into a jackknife powerbomb, and Tongaloa kind of touches his leg a little bit. Finley bumps all around all over the place for him, and after getting caught, grabbing um the shillelagh right so uh, he goes for the shillelagh and who cares anyway there's a ref distraction finley uses the shillelagh it gets slid to him by gato behind the ref's back and oblivion for the win why why so i yeah uh yay finley wins i like everyone shits on finley like he's the fucking second coming of house of torture or something but i like him and i like his wrestling and you know, he did what he could to bumper all over the place for uh, Tongaloa. And this match was too long. And I'm glad <laughs> Finley won. <clears throat> yeah. Sure so, did uh, happen. <laughs> next. Uh, look, technically, it's I'm going to have to cover the next two matches, Mr. Yeah. Huh? How do you mean? Joke. <laughs> Oh my That's god. Great. It, <laughs> it is John Moxley versus the Great Okan. There's a Khan Amaru Gambit. No? Alright. <laughs> and they just start beating the shit out of each other on the outside. <laughs> and uh Chumpy, come on man. He counts to 20. The match is over. The crowd's just like, bitch, are you for real? There's lots of fucking complaints. I'm just like, really? Come on, man. And Moxley, of course, like, he can't do a straight normal match in, in anywhere. So he gets on the mic. He's like, nah, 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 nah. This is bullshit. Uh, I want a false count anywhere match. And everyone's and like, wake it. He's, 
He says anywhere in Osaka, which I thought was awesome. Falls count anywhere, anywhere in Osaka. And I was like, let's fuck. Are they going outside? <laughs> That's right. If you if you cross the border of Osaka to, to somewhere else, Chompy's going to start counting 20. <laughs> what would he do? I mean, if you go outside, you give up. You know, I think I think that's how that works. <laughs> All right. So now we've got Great Khan versus John Moxley. Two. Yay. Oh my god, this this is hilarious. So you know those kind of uh flat trolleys you put boxes and chairs and shit on to move them around. Well, Great Khan puts Moxley on one of these, tells everyone to move, and just pushes him into the chairs. Oh my god, that was Fucking hilarious. Uh, Greater Khan rolls Moxley up into the mat, and Walker Stewart is just like, that's not the roll-up we expected. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know, Luke. (laughs) Shut up. I like that call. (laughs) Moxley, he takes a Death Rider on the stage, and uh, Greater Khan, he goes for Eliminator, but Moxley pushes him off the stage. Oh, no. Yay, Young Lion is right there. They're good, this tournament. They were there for... That other time when uh, was it Vegeta fell off the 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 apron yeah. and now this handy young lion is here to break Greater Khan's fall. Aren't they great? Uh, Moxley has scissors and I'm just like, uh oh, don't. Oh, by the way, uh, I, it's not in my notes, but I feel like anyone uh, listening or watching this can just be like, they know, hey, they know. Moxley's bleeding, right? Right, yeah. they know. <laughs> yeah. So it was when he was rolled up in the in the. Do hickey. That's when he came yeah. out pleading. He was like, "Roll me up in this, and I'll cut this shit out of my head." Yeah, he's gonna have a dusty forehead soon, sometime, right? In about five, he six years. I'm surprised he doesn't. He wants it. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. he wants to. He wants to change to the Moxley scale, but I'm sorry, man, it's the Muda scale for life. And if I was gonna change the name, I'd probably change it to the Nagata scale. Like, come on, yeah, man. that's right. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> there's uh, so Mox has scissors and. That son of a bitch. The crowd goes nuts for this, by the way. They're like, oh, it's <laughs> a big deal in Japan. Moxley, he cuts the ponytail. Oh, my God. Fucker. It's going to take him years yeah. to grow that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, there's in the crowd submission wrestling, which is fucking so amazing. <laughs> There's a really safe but nice looking TTT by the Greater Clan. Greater Clan? No, Greater Khan on the floor. And uh, man, oh my God. I wish I could just just show you what Marty was doing. Picture it. <laughs> so Marty awesome. Asami. Man, there ain't no referee like motherfucking Marty Asami. Mm-hmm. He's, He's enjoying himself to the point. He, does, he mustn't be. He doesn't get in much of. Unlike American refs, who's probably done like a handful of like Falls Can Anywhere matches or maybe on the Indies or on the main show. How many of these has uh, Chumpy done? Probably not many. He's going fucking ape shit. He's jumping up and down like this. He's jumping over here. He's jumping over there. Get up. Get up. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, oh, great. my God. He's like, he is a part of every match that he's in. And not in a way that, like, we notice because we like him and we pay attention to him, but it's always in this really fun kind of way. I love it. There's a death rider though and a triangle choke, but Greater Khan does not give up. It is a ref stoppage. And then as Marty calls for the ref, uh, the bell after the ref stoppage, he falls over some chairs. 
he was, I mean, there was the haircutting thing and then him. And that was like the two highlights of this match. That shit was so funny. He jumped over them to make a count. And it rendered commentary speechless. They were just like, <laughs> they, could, they couldn't stop talking, like thinking about it. And they were laughing. It's so funny. So That's amazing. He's like, he's the best ref ever, man. He's so fucking funny. So, and anyway, it looks like if a ref is going to be noticed, at least he needs to enhance the match. And that's what he does. So like, you know, they're really not supposed to be, you know, the star of the show, but at the same time, I mean, Marty's star shines brighter than most. So, you know, anyway, next Luke, we have a championship match. It is for the stank belt. It's the it Snake Belts. It's the Dream Team versus TMDK. Good to see Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols again. I forgot how much I like to see Shane Haste in particular wrestle. He's very good. So I'll commentary uh, at the beginning of this match, commentary predicts the result. Why? Stop. Give up. Don't, give up. Don't predict things. That's fucking dumb. So anyway, Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr., they start with a barrage of reversals. It's tremendous. Shane Haste gets in. He doesn't like uh, Tanahashi. He beats him up. Zack Sabre Jr. and Ishii, they start. Oh, my God. They're just, everything they do is amazing. So Zack gets in, and he breaks Tanahashi's arm, and then he breaks his leg, and then he breaks his other leg, and then there's a big hot hot tag. But a flesh wound. Okada. He, he runs wild, and Walker calls the Rainmaker the most dangerous move in pro wrestling. But, no, but he needs like four or five of them sometimes to win, so. He gets briefly cut off, but hits the double DDT. Zack and Ishii back in for amazing pro wrestling. Just, I mean, I love everybody else, but just let these guys wrestle. Hopefully, they seem to be paired off in this match so much. Maybe that's not who... Maybe that's a way for uh, Tanahashi and Ishii to have a problem. We want it so bad, don't we? Because Tanahashi wants that title after this. We'll talk about it. But Ishii is is paired up with Zack here. Anyway, so um, that's interesting. So uh, Zack and Ishii, they do their thing. There's fast reversals. Ishii hits a monster lariat. The Euro clutch thing for two from Zack. Crazy pins and other stuff. Another uh, clutch thing for two. Ishii has a wacky pin of his own for two. He can do the wacky pins too. It's just because you think he can't bend, he can. That's the kind of the thing that's crazy about him. There's big strikes and slaps. That leads to a big double down. Ishii makes a big save uh, when Zach has Tanahashi dead to rights in some kind of crazy hold where he's got all his arms and legs. The Dream Team hit like a Super Shota-type move for two on Zach. High fly flow, but Zach rolls away. So um, there's some kind of uh, crazy move from uh, on Okada and Ishii. It's, it's, it says something, but that can't be correct. Highway to Hell on uh, the Ace. and Oh, it's called the Tank Buster. Yeah, Tank Buster right. on Okada and Ishii. Uh, it, it says Talk Buster. Ah. So that's not right. I was confused. Highway to Hell on the Ace. PK from Zach for two, and the crowd is like stomping their feet. They're losing their mind. Uh, it's so great, man. Zach drivers countered into a roll up uh, victory for the ace. And Ishii 
he like celebrates with Tanahashi, but no, Tanahashi's dead. <laughs> so he can't. Zack Sabre Jr. shows Tanahashi the TV title after he gets up after the match, and then the lights go out. But Luke, before we talk about what's next, what did you think of the Stink Belt, cha- Stink Belt Championship match? I thought this was fantastic. I loved it. By the way, uh, on commentary here, Robbie Eagle says, uh, uh, well, he, he's, he's biased because, yeah, obviously he wants the TMDK boys to win, but he does put over his uh, ex-teammates of uh, of chaos. But he, uh, he misses goes, them, you know? Yeah. He's like, it's pretty but, cool. But he goes, uh, Robbie is Australian and uh, Australians are biased, so I'm going for TMDK. And I'm like, wait, we're biased? I'm not. Am I biased, Mr. Guy? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it, it would mean it would be a an example of you showing love for your homeland. That's okay. Well, yeah, but uh, no, I, yeah. So I, I just found that funny that on the call. There's like, wait, did you just call us all biased? I don't know if that's 100% a good thing, but that's okay. <laughs> biased, Man, biased, biased. Oi, oi, oi. Man, that high five flow. Tanahashi landed right on his face, so maybe he <laughs> knocked his teeth out again or something. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. But, uh, and just one little nitpick that has nothing to do with the commentary team or the matches, but uh, I feel like some of the – maybe one of the American uh, crew was here for, like, maybe five minutes. <laughs> Did a run-in? On the screen, the hashtag changes. Changes oh, yeah. from you NJPST. To NJDEST. And I'm like, this isn't destruction. What are you doing? It, it, it didn't last long. So it probably wasn't five minutes. I was exaggerating, but I did catch it. And uh, there's something I usually don't catch, and that's Ishimori taking his time, taking the corner post off. I always miss that. But this really quick, fucked up hashtag, I was like, I'm on this. You fucked up, Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, that was a really good match. But. Uh, I don't know, like my heart wants Ishii Tanahashi, but I'm okay if it's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. They're going to be magical together. But yeah, for me, the magic in this match was Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. That shit was never as fuck. I loved it. They're fucking so good together. Yeah. Well, the big and thing coming. Styles are so different. Oh, I don't know why it works. Sure. It's. Well, one's a tall, lanky guy, and one's a, a potato. You know, so I mean, it's like, it's amazing that that <laughs> it's it's great. Anyway, Luke, after, after the smash, the big news wrestling news item happens here, and as the lights go out, and we get a Daniel Bryan promo, he challenges Okada for the Tokyo Dome. Good, he says he's going to break Okada's arm, and he's going to end his ability to do the Rainmaker. There's a yes chant from the crowd. Okada accepts and says he will win with the Rainmaker. And then he says yes and leaves the ring. I was, I mean, we we knew this is like hopefully what they were going to do, right? So I wasn't surprised, but I was like, good, awesome, good job. Yes, please. And it's Brian Danielson. It's going to be Bryan. awesome. <laughs> I'll probably call him Daniel Bryan forever. I mean, like, yeah, it's like he was posters like it's, right there, you know. It's yeah, all right. It's too ingrained as well, I guess. Uh, but uh, let us let us go to a very important match, and it is. Oh wow! You'll have the main event. 
Uh, that's not going to work. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we'll, we'll work it out. Anyway, it is House of Torture. Yeah, I'm wrapping them. Woo! Versus Catch 2 2. I want them to win more, though. Yay! And I don't like. have their, their t shirt, but just think of, uh, you know, Nigel Tuffnell from uh, Spinal Tap and the Skull shirt. There you go. You've got it. And uh, if you do make another Spinal Tap reference, I'm. I'm going to try and sell it this time. I sold it when I listened to the episode back, Mr. Guy. I'm like, he said spill the glove. Yeah. What's my reaction? It was, mm. it, it was like a Yoshihashi spinal tap joke. Yeah. Respect. Got to respect it. I mean, I did sell it, but like it was in the forest where nobody could hear it. So that's right. <laughs> if, if you're in the forest and, you know, Luke sells a joke, well, does the tree, you know, fall down? Yeah, that's right. That's a question uh, for the stages to ponder. Yeah. If uh, if uh, El Fantasmo kicks a tree down and no one else can hear the Will he hit the purple nurple? You know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So it is House of Torture. Yoshinobu, Katamaru, that son of a bitch. And show versus Catch 2-2, TJP, and Francesco Akira, Katamaru Gambit. By Dick Togo. Oh, he runs at him from behind. Oh, my God. The Empire is busy. Uh, you know, the commentators are like, oh, the Empire must be busy looking after Greater Khan from that match. And Will's getting ready for his main event. So Catch-22 have to do this alone. Oh, my God. Marty starts yelling at House of Torture. <laughs> and he stops Catch-22 from doing tope. It's like, no, 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 no. And they're like... All right, Chumpy, yes, we'll listen to you. So as soon as he's got his back turned, he puts his body over the ropes to keep chastising House of Torture. <laughs> Catch 2 2 do topes over him, and it is awesome. That, <laughs> that was is, fun. It was, it was funny. I like that. There's a superplex by Yoshinobi Katamaru on Akira. Oh, look, do we all know where, who's going to win this match? Yeah. It's like... I decided, like, unless there's going to be a monumental level uh, mistake, uh, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to accept it. It's fine. I, look, my, my boys get to win anyway. Like, what do I want? What more do you want? But uh, this match is super fun. Katamaru brabs Akira. <laughs> and I replay it a couple times, and Charity disagrees, but I'm fairly certain I heard, heard Walker say, it's the Boston Brab. But uh, maybe that's just I I didn't hear that. Um, but if if Walker Texas Stewart is listening right now, stop saying cliches and definitely don't say cliches that you heard on this podcast. Okay? <laughs> so come on. I, I, I don't mind. I'm flattered, but Mr. Guy, uh, he will find you. He's he's like uh, he's really protective about this stuff. He's like uh, Liam Neeson in Taken. It's like he has a set of, set of skills and he's yeah. undefeated. In wrestling, so uh, that's true. I want to know, and I will judge you from afar. <laughs> oh my god, House of Torture! They like they've been kicked out. That's why. Uh, that's why Chumpy was going. No, 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 no. And that's why he told off uh, Catch Two Two. He's like, "Hey, I'm kicking him out. Get out of here." Yeah, but, yeah. They, but uh, they leave. <laughs> Do you think they leave for good? No, it's House of Torture. They come what? out. After oh. being kicked out, but uh, cop throws Dick Togo to Oli because <laughs> the Empire guy is finally coming out. I guess Greater Khan must be okay now. <laughs> he picks up Togo and just like, Here, Oleg, 
and Oleg just carries him out to the back uh, and Jeff Cobb walks out evil. It's really funny. I like it. Uh, now, they're starting to get into it here with the, the whiskey's getting involved and Robbie's like, oh, TJP doesn't drink. Because, you know, but he, he does take the whiskey sip and uh, he they spits it on. fucking tell us it happens. Chris yeah. tells us it happens. It didn't happen on camera. He's like, I don't know if you saw that, but TJP just took a drink of the whiskey and he's probably going to do a spot with That's it right. here in a second. And I'm like. But then, Why? like. Uh, Robbie, the consummate professional, is there anything in wrestling this man can't do? He's smart, he can, yeah. He can train wrestlers. He can... He's a beast in the ring. Uh, he can do it all. Train, wrestle, commentate. And he can probably manage like a motherfucker as well. There's nothing Mr. Robbie Eagles can't do because he quickly says, oh, TJP doesn't drink. Yep. Cover. Which is... Which is fit, which fits because uh, that's why Driller left uh, Empire. Is like these pussies don't know how to party. I'm going to go join Clark Connors and the, and the War Dogs. So, so uh, thank you, Robbie. Man, mm -hmm. this guy, uh, I love him. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that on the show before, but uh, except for I've, I've probably said that more than I've uh, beaten the dead horse that is Tongaloa. But uh, that's okay. Bias, a bias, bias. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a double fireball on Katamaru. They're kind of hugging each other and they do it at the same time rather than the kind of total elimination style. And <laughs> ah, uh, Cats 2 2, they get the win. I love it because for the first time ever since I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, and yes, I, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad Wato won the Super Juniors, but I wanted Despy. Anyway. But for the first time since I've been following New Japan since 2017, two guys, I want, or anyone I wanted to win a tournament, got to the finals and won the motherfucking tournament. So maybe this tournament's going to be a kind of a little bit special for me for, for now on because of, of this. Uh, and I love Catch 2 2. I'm so happy they won. Do they get to celebrate? Fuck no. Bullet Club attack and they destroy. The trophies. <laughs> what? Oh, no. No. Crowd's booing the shit out of, out of it. And uh, there's a full clip attempt, but Callum and Cobb are just like, no, 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 no. And uh, the, the war dogs leave. All right. Was I happy about this match being the final? No. Was I? Was it telegraphed big time that Catch-2-2 was going to win? Yeah. Luke, you want him to win, don't you? Yeah, I know, but I wanted to be a little bit more. You know what I mean. I've, I said it all last episode. Who cares? My boys won. I'm really happy for them. And they're just going to continue to crush it in the tag division, in the junior division. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, and they've already announced, just to, you know, highlight it, they've already announced that this is the match at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, it's so it. it so that's already a thing, and I was wrong about that. It doesn't mean that Matt that teams can't be added. Just saying, yeah, just float that out there. Doesn't mean the teams can't be added. We'll see what happens. But um, I thought that match was a blast, man. You know, I thought Marty was getting the shit in, and that's all that matters. I thought the finish was a little weak, though, uh, but it was the right result in my opinion. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny too that they, the you know, War Dogs just beat the shit out of them too. That's great. So, 
makes me happy. But uh, Luke, all right. So we have the junior title match. Uh, oh no, this is a, a two titles match. My, my bad. It's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship title and DDT Ironman 24 7, 57 and a half belt match. And that is Hiromu Takahashi versus Ishimori. And um, when these two wrestle, it's always awesome. So it, there's all this incredible, like, fast paced action at the beginning. You know, Ishimori takes over um, and he flips out of the apron bomb. And he nice. hits a DDT off of the apron to the floor. And guess what? He sees that Hiromu's arm which exists. And remember, <laughs> like, that's always been one of Hiromu's problems is he's had that shoulder problem, right? So Ishimori just is like, oh, fuck your fucking arm, Hiromu. And goes nuts on it. We get a big comeback from Hiromu. And he gets his apron drop kicks and all that shit in. And Ishimori stays with the game plan, though. You know, he, he just does his thing where he's like, nope, gonna fuck your arm. He does, like, <laughs> this TKO-type thing onto the guardrails, which is really cool. Into the exposed turnbuckle that Luke didn't see him take the turnbuckle pad off. But I think you did see it this time. I did this you? time. I yeah. did, yes. <laughs> and we all know what Ishimori's plan is. It's fuck your arm, boner lock, you know? And that's, that's the whole game plan. So... These guys are hitting German suplexes on each other all the time. It's great. We get uh, a big double lariat. Both guys are down. Ishimori dodges this, like, the, the throw German into the corner, right, by jumping onto the ropes, which was fucking cool as hell. And then Ishimori tries a Styles Clash, but it's he's not tall enough, you know? <laughs> and, and so Hiromu hits Time Bomb 1.5 for 2, which Robbie has to correct uh, – you know, commentary about that move too, which is pretty funny. There's an awkward, awkward like lift attempt, and Ishimori counters it into the boner lock, right? So reversed into time bomb for two. Ref distraction. Pop up low blow, low blow. Respect, man. I love that move. Pop up low blow from Ishimori, and Hiromu kicks out. It comes back with big, huge moves. Ishimori counters all that shit into yet another. Boner lock and, and Hiromu's in it for a really, really long time. It's a little much, you know. Sometimes, like, come on, man. Finally, he gets the rope break, crowds on fire, uh, big reversals and strikes into the Hiromu roll, and he gets the three just barely on uh, the second time he tries that uh, Hiromu roll type move. And uh, that happens. Um, he gets on the mic and he he's like, Yeah, so somebody's gonna challenge me, right? So I'll just stand here. But nobody does. So he calls Desperado out, who is on uh, Japanese commentary. And Robbie Eagles is like, I'm right here. <laughs> Which is so funny. And, and uh, that. that's the match for the Tokyo Dome is uh, Desperado versus Hiromu. And Desperado Wait. also announces he's taking time off for surgery. But he will be back for Wrestle Kingdom 18. Well, good. Get re Rest and get better. All right. I like this match. It's a good match. And this is one of two matches that uh, actually she poked her head out for when Yodosuji came out too. Because uh turns out Yodosuji and Taiji Ishimori, they were boys. But uh, she watched bits of that one, but she watched all of this and she watched the main event. So, uh, you know, she's Ishimori's music or something like that. Just, I don't even know if she – she never hums it or anything, so I don't even know if she knew, knows it. But every time <laughs> she – I think it's like it's it's 
techno-y, so she likes that kind of music, so she'll hear it and just like, oh, what's this? It is. Then Ishimori comes out, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there is another moment where there is a three that Ishimori gets, and I know it's a Red Shoes. It's not oh, Red yeah. Shoes' fault. It, it happens. It's That's Japanese wrestling. They're, that's the, the finish is the finish. Nothing's going to change that. Obviously, when that moment gets like knocked out or injured, I, I get it. But for me, it's got a similarity to the has to torture Wada Despi match in that, yes, that spot was finished, that botched, fine. But then the finish was kind of lame. And I, I felt like, oh, you've kind of annoyed me, but let's have a really cool, emphatic kind of win and it's some kind of roll-up. So <sighs> I'm glad we didn't do this next day. That's probably what we should have done with uh, the Wada Despi thing too, maybe give it a couple of days, but there was no time, man. There's no time. It was tournament season. You know, sometimes I'm very emotional, but uh, yeah, it, it did really uh, mad. <laughs> it, well, I had been drinking too, Mister Guy. So like, there oh, is you that don't emotion. say. Yeah, so. <laughs> Look, it's even Robbie Eagles on the commentary. The consummate professional said uh, that was three. So, uh, Robbie, I love you, man. Have I said that before? Yeah, you, you know, dude. Anyway, there, there is that, and uh, so yeah, it, it was a good match. But I feel like Ishimori has come back, so he's a little tentative, and Hiromi's got to go for surgery. So it's not the best match that they have, but even still, these two men can't have a bad time against each other, and they didn't. So, you know, could it, could it have been better? Yeah, but it's fine. It's, it, it's fine. What am I talking about? It was good. It was a good match. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you got beef with Gato, I think. You know, I'm sure he booked that finish, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, in good, I trust and probably how I finished now. It's, I mean, it's fine. Maybe, maybe somebody else. Maybe he, trust in, like, I don't know. Well, it used to be in Switchblade, I trust, but, like, he got poached. It. We can't trust Shingo either. He's giving oh. fucking title shots to Tomatonga. To <laughs> you know what? Fuck this shit. In Tai Chi. Or Doki yeah. Tai Chi. Where's... Let's do Tai Chi. Where is Tai Chi? Maybe he's he's getting a bit of rest too, and uh, yeah. he's going to pop up and beat the shit out of Show and uh, become the king of pro wrestling for the year, uh, or or Doki because you know, maybe a junior battle. I don't know, whatever. So look, I feel bad because I just covered this match, but also before the show, you were just like, why, why, why did I write down everything that happened? Yeah, I did. Match? I wrote so, everything because I so. didn't do anything like that in my notes, I mean, I took a bunch of notes, but I can't honestly say that I did that. Uh, would you mind doing double? Do Because I, yeah, I, I, I did two matches in a row. I did Moxley, Great Khan one and two. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to reason with yourself. You know, no. it's fine. Um, but, but, like, so it's the IWGP US title match, British title match, whatever. It's Will versus Shota Umino. Did you watch the press conference bit thing that I sent you? That, that I did, was... yes. So I've seen well, that. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched like the Will Ospreay Umino part. I liked what, it. What did he like? What was his message to Shota Umino? Tell me a little bit about that. Do you remember? His general gist is like, I don't think you can carry this company. I don't think you can shoot at Umino. I don't think you got what it takes. I'm paraphrasing what he says, of course. And he just like gets in his face. Like, I want you to beat me. I'm begging you to beat me. 
Prove to me that you can beat me. Remember when he when he first came out with the Empire and he's doing this bullshit Ric Flair stuff? Yeah. Yeah. This. This is this. This is what he should be. He's been doing this kind of promo for a while. But this. This Osprey. Good. It was awesome. You know, and uh, it was it really got me like interested in what was going to happen here. Yeah, because I just feel like all signs point to show to Umino dethroning him, right? And what ends up happening, it's like, well, why not? You know, because they're making a, it's. We'll we'll talk Look, about it. But Reddit Khan's been here for a few years now. I'm ready. Look, he's he ready. Yeah, he can't ready. beat anybody either. So it's like, like. At Master Wado, they've done great strides with him. Cool. So in terms of his return, I'm all right. He won the best of Super Juniors, and he yeah, had an awesome haggling story. You know, uh, but uh, I'm ready for Umino. I'm, I'm ready. He's well, okay. Suji oh. has had a, a title match, and he lost. You know, and it's like a lot of these guys are getting title matches, and they lose it. And it's like, okay, but like. Anyway, so um, it's like just from my dying grasp, I won't let go. And I really – I just feel like that the world in general has a problem with generational handoff of power, and it's it's fucking frustrating. Because <laughs> you and I are like, dying for it. We, we yeah, it. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Anyway, yeah. so this match happens, and um, the like kind of atmosphere is electric. The crowd – is chanting Will's name along with a song, and it is just absolutely incredible. Like the, it's it's hard to kind of like put into words what's going on here as far as how over he is in Japan right now. It's as over as it gets. So, um, so anyway, they these guys do some really tame, like easy going mat wrestling to start, and this is one of those matches too where the first half is really good, but you could skip it if you wanted to, you know, because it, it's like there's a certain point when you know, the match turns and that's the part where it gets interesting, you know? So Shota starts to kind of like go after Will's neck a little bit and Will sets up Schrodinger's table, you know, uh, ringside or whatever you want to call it. Or I guess it's Chekhov's table, not Schrodinger's table would be something else completely. I don't know what that would be. That's, that's what it is when it's under the ring. Cause you don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it's so there we go. That he, he brings out Schrodinger's table and it becomes, uh, Chekhov's table. So anyway, <laughs> so he does that, and um, it's great. There's all kinds of uh, like Shota decides not to use the table at this time though, and he gets popped up onto the ropes. And um, there's a big boot from Will. All the moves look so good in this match. They hit big chops and a backbreaker from Will. Will kind of toys with Shota Umino here, and they settle into this nice like back and forth rhythm where they're going back and forth into a moose. And that's fine. All this stuff is very good. And you're like, okay, this is a normal, good match, right? And then they do a million things. Like, Will spits on Shota Umino at one point, all right? Shota, like, gets kind of stiffed, and he starts bleeding. And so Will spits on him, and, like, Red Shoes is not happy, you know? And Shota goes into his, like, psycho mode, right? And starts no-selling. It's like, yeah, he has to do that in this match, right? Maybe later in the match might have been better. Just my opinion. This is really early in the match that this happens. And it's like, yeah. okay. So he wipes blood on his chest and looks like a psycho. And, like, Red Shoes has to, like, wrestle him away from beating Will, you know. And it's like because he doesn't want to DQ him. And it's like, ah, you know, there's there's this family drama going on here. So Shota, he keeps kicking Will from behind 
while he's dealing with his dad, his dad's like, yeah, and he's doing that like a bushy thing where he just starts kicking the guy from behind and stuff. It's great. Outside on the apron, there's a DDT over the ropes from Shota, and Will takes a tremendous bump onto the English commentary table and into the chairs. He does the best chair bump I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like that. He rolled through the chairs like a bowling ball. Like he cannonballed him or something. Yeah, uh, it was incredible. So I've never seen that before, and I've seen five million chair spots like that, and they usually just look like shit. That looked incredible. It was wild. So then Shoda, this is kind of where the the match turns and starts to get interesting because Shoda, you know, Will was the one who had set up the table. He's the one who brought out Schrodinger's table and made it, in fact, Chekhov's table. So you know, Shoda asks him, "You want you want table?" <laughs> And it's tremendous. He gets in his face and he says, you want table? Fucking throws the table and hits Will in the head with it. Shota asks you if you want table, say no. You don't want tables. I love that. That was really funny. That's where it kind of starts to get really, really wild. So, And then he sets up another table next to the other table. There's two tables now. And he tries a death rider from the apron. And Will, like, lariat shooter over the ropes back into the ring. He wants his blade thing, but it's uh, fast reversal time. It's, like, it's as good as it gets when it comes to pro wrestling. They do super fast counters, and Will hits um, an outside in. Oh, wait, he hits a running power bomb. His like you know Liger bomb Oz cutter, but no Shota hits a drop kick that looks amazing for a double down outside in stunner from Shota Umino Oz cutter from Shota for two. It's the fucking crowds losing their mind. There's a Spanish fly from Will and all this stuff's going on right. And Will says a bunch of stuff to Red Shoes after that after that Spanish fly by the way, and he starts selling his back. And I'm like, uh oh, is something wrong? It's not. <laughs> so he hits a spiral tap for two, and uh, they fight on the apron by the tables. Whoa. So Tiger Driver threw the tables from Will, and it's so funny looking. I'm sorry. That looks so funny because it's like the tables broke like slowly, so they land on it, and then they kind of ride the tables to the ground a little bit. What did, You said that looked pretty gnarly. I thought it looked like very – it looked fun to me. It looked like that was surfing the tables or something like <laughs> It looks so fun. So that was great. Uh, they hit all kinds of reversals and hidden play for two from Will. Shota crawls to his feet. Bouye spot and Shota's bleeding again. He smiles though through the blood and fights back. There's an insane series of hook kicks here that are just there. There's certain parts in Will Osprey matches, and it happens in you know matches um, with Marafuji as well, where it's late in the match and it's like can this guy take anymore? And he starts hitting these hook kicks that look real. They might be a little bit, you know, and um, it's just, it's, it really makes you sympathize for the person getting kicked with them. Let's just put it that way. So um, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, you know, Shota Umino's fucked. He's bleeding. He's fucking, you know, there's nothing behind his eyes right now. He needs someone to help him. And so Moxley appears, right? Finally. Maybe he should have come earlier, but here he is now. The crowd starts chanting for Shoda, you know, because here's Moxley, his, you know, his guy there. And there's a big lariat and STF from Shoda for a rope break. 
end of the match reversal time, man. And they're really doing magic time well. There's a package spike suplex from two for uh from Shota <laughs> reverse. You know. So and then that gets reversed into mm. another one after a little tiny botch they do. Uh there's a tornado DDT from somebody spinning death rider, but Will kicks out. They fight to the top rope, and Shooter wants to to adopt a top rope Death Rider, and he hits it. <laughs> it's more like a suplex, but it's still really good. I'm and like, holy it. shit, yeah. Will gets uh, he gets a foot on the ropes though here, and there's a hidden blade from Shota, but Will collapses. You know, we got to do this spot late in the match. He can't hit the hidden blade on him because Will is nothing left, you know, to even stand up to take it. So Shota full mounts and just starts hitting strikes over and over again, standing 10 count from Red Shoes, and Shota has Will trapped. He has to get up, all right, to break the count, but Shota's standing there waiting to hit him with the fucking hidden blade, right? So he's fucked. It's like, man, it's such a cool, dramatic moment of the match. It's really good, right? So, um, you know, he's standing right there, but he runs in, hit, tries to hit a Death Rider, but Will falls forward and hits Hidden Blade after the Death Rider for a double down. They're both dead. It's a really cool spot, but this is when I started to not like this match a little bit because I was like, oh, I kind of knew like that. And like what happens after this kind of tells me what the result's going to be. It's like when guys are hitting their super finisher and the other dude, is kicking out of it it means it's kind of over for them right so they you hit get one oh, right yeah know. yeah so junkyard dog headbutts showed his smiles as they stand for some huge sprite strikes and uh they hit wrist control strikes from both and it's really intense you know stormbreaker is countered by a rana pin and it fucking looks awesome dude and it's like shoda has mostly done heavyweight stuff that's a junior's move and it's really cool to see that. Yeah. So drop kick, but no, another blade showed up at one. Death Rider from Will. Tiger Driver 367 and 27 52 from Will for two. And then hidden blade one more time in Stormbreaker. He gets the win. Boo. But the match was tremendous. But you really want the kid to win, right? Like I feel like there's a lot of there's been a lot of moments in doing this podcast, Mister Guy, where I've just been like, I wanted this guy to win, win, win. and you and you've been like, dude, relax. There's plenty of time. This match was different because like I'm feeling like that, and even you're writing to me going, it's time, right? It's time. Yeah. So when even Mister Guy is saying like, it's time, then I'm just like, I don't even have to relax anymore. We both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love this match. I feel like I would give the edge, for, at least for me, uh, to Shota Umino versus Zack Sabre Jr., their first one. That that was, uh, was it the G1? I think uh, I'd yes. give the edge to that one. Uh, just, I don't know, maybe it's because I, I just like Zack Sabre Jr. better. That's just personal preference kind of thing. This match is absolutely fantastic, and it is edgy as shit. See, shit. Uh, until the kick out at one, I was like, ah, oh, charity, it's over. She's like, why? Well, if they kick out at one, that means like that was that's their last gasp and they're dead. So, yeah, that that was the only thing. Look, my brain did go to oh, Moxley's coming out. Now, it makes story sense and it's logical. He come out, help his boy out, of course. But my brain imme immediately thought, oh, they're setting up Moxley versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom, aren't they? Mm-hmm. 
And sure, that's good. But guess what? I don't feel like Osprey needs a title to build up an incredible match at right? Wrestle Kingdom. At right? this point in his career, it, they don't need a belt. It's more about bragging rights, being like, oh, I built Root Beat Will Ospreay. He's almost unbeatable at this point, mm-hmm. right? So that's where – and then maybe you could have had, I don't know, Shooter versus Ren Narita for the – I think they're winning World Tag League or something, man, something like that. That's that's where I'm going with my brain now. And that's yeah. nowhere near as good as, say, Shooter or Ren or Shooter and Yoda Suji or Shooter and Yu Uramura or Shooter and Great Khan. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I like all of these young guys, and I, and they're doing great stuff. They're just not getting the results. And, well, we, yeah. After results don't matter, but after a while, they do, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Suji lost his first few matches, and we're like, he's amazing, but mm-hmm. all right, he needs to start pinning people Right? Now. It's like, I mean, how many times can you lose before it's like, you're a loser, many. you know what I mean, yeah. right? And it's like, ah, oh, this guy's got no heat anymore because he fucking loses all the time. You know, now I there is a lot of fun when a guy finally wins. But, like, then they have to go over the hump and become a winner and continue to win. And it's like we've talked about the, you know, I, I will play devil's advocate a little bit here because in the past we've talked about the danger of the hot shot start. Right with yeah. a, with a young guy, right, and how that can backfire because either they have to win the big the big belt or they have to lose and then what? And we're seeing lose and then what with Suji right now, and it's like, it, it, like I just feel like the slow build in the end will be better, but at the same time in this match, I just was like, fuck you, will. You know, I was like, I I mean, the rumors are he's going away, right? And it's like, okay. I'm not mad about that. I'm like, he's done enough. And like his matches are awesome. We can always go back and watch him. You know, I'm used to Gaijin guys coming to new Japan and having awesome matches and then leaving. It's fine. You know, Um, there's always going to be somebody else to step up. So, you know, but that's, they do the Dogezi or Dogeza bow to each other after the match and the crowd gasps, you know, and they love that. Uh, But Will calls out Moxley, but Luke, what happens to um, you know everyone at this point? This wild. So I'm just gonna throw it out there as well. Shooter and Will. I'm gonna give that the uh, good old never as fuck. Oh, certainly, certainly. That was some hard hitting shit, and I need to like distress. Like, all right, maybe I like other things previously to this more. This is a fucking never match. It 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 is, but it's a heavyweight style. It yeah. Anyway, you don't what want happened? table. I'm just saying, no. like, from now on, we know we don't want tables. So, <laughs> no, no, no table. So, yes, after the match, hey, all right. So, Billy and Mox makes sense. He's right there. He's, a, he's and uh, there's a bit of story there because wasn't there a four way or something or something happened and Osprey got injured and then someone else, I think Juice got the pin. It doesn't matter. I think they beef. fought. They fought for the United States Championship at one point, maybe, right? Yeah, I think so. Or something. I don't know. But you know, people who re- remember stuff better than us will probably talk about it and all that. John and Schmanschma. Yeah, John Schmanschma knows everything. <laughs> he hasn't blocked me on the Tweety too, so like, he, either he doesn't listen or he just gets a chuckle out of it. Doesn't me. listen. Doesn't. That listen. it's the the one I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, they're getting in each other's faces going, all right, all right, all right. Then David Finley comes out and just fucking crushes both of them. Crowd's like going, boo, boo. And then Gato gives, oh, my God, he gives Finley one of those hammers. If everyone's played Super Mario Brothers 1, yeah. you'll eventually come across these turtle dudes that have these giant hammers. Yeah, that's what that's what David Finley has. And I can see Kashir and Kevin Knight going, you're stealing my shit. <laughs> so uh, he takes the hammer and he absolutely destroys both the UK and the United States title, just fucking obliterates both of them and says, uh, you guys ain't shit and all that kind of stuff. So we get post-match uh, comments by Mr. Will Osprey. Yeah. Thank you, kind lady. I appreciate that. Uh, just, it's coffee time. Uh, I see that. Yes. And other people will see it too very soon. So, uh, all right. His backstage comments, Will's like, oh, he's slagging off Osprey. For, uh, not Osprey. He can't slag himself off. Why would he? He's one of the best. <laughs> Why would you do that? Show me one self-deprecating wrestler who's ever gotten over. And uh, I'll be very fucking surprised. But uh, he slags off Finley for ruining the moment and all this kind of stuff and destroying everything that he's built so hard to make. And let's be honest, he's made that. He's brought a stability to that United States title that, I don't think it's ever really had because that's been a cursed belt for quite a while. And uh, I'll give it, I'll give him that. Like he, he made that belt something cool, but it's gone. So he goes to new Japan. If you can't bring back the IC title, create a new belt and they'll travel the world with it. And I'll take that belt to new heights. So uh, I hope it's the IC title. I really do. That would be amazing. That belt should never have gone. Because that's pretty much what the United States has slowly turned into. It's either the, we're going to have hardcore matches for it, or it's the IC title just red. So, yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried it's going to be like intergalactic or some, something just like dumb. It's the universal title. I, I'm also worried it's going to have a gimmick attached to it. Because all of the new titles have had a gimmick attached to them. So They do. Just so yeah. scared. We don't need like a main event belt that has a gimmick attached to it. No, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Those, those, it's like, you know, it's already a weight class. That's enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really like the segment. I thought it worked really well. I thought the match yeah. was great. And like, I always like think about like being a wrestler. You just had a, that match is 40 minutes long. It's a, and now, yeah. now you gotta do feel a, like it. Now you gotta do a skit, you know? <laughs> it's like, Oh man, I would just feel like that. That is some. That's a special skill that not everybody has. Right there, no. So. no. Oh man. Also, wrestling is the only sport that in that I can think of where, hey, uh, that that ref is like that dude's dad. Can can he ref that match? That's a conflict of interest. It would never happen in like real sports. Ah. I, I, maybe kid sports or something. Like I don't know, but. Adult sports doesn't happen that often, but in terms of like adding to the drama of this match, especially when he sees his boys getting stiffed and his fucking face is bleeding, it's kind of cool. <laughs> and it's the kind of, I know he can get sassy and he can emote Mr. Red Shoes and he's good at that, but this being his son getting fucking wailed on and he has to ref, call it down the middle and you see his face and he's just the kind of emotion of it. 
I know I've ragged on Red Shoes the last two episodes, but that's really good shit. That adds to the drama of a Shooter Umino main event and then added to this too. So, well, yeah. and, and this was also, there was a history of, between Will and Red Shoes too. So, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on here that was pretty cool. I, I thought the match was awesome. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be pretty damn good. So, uh, what'd you think of Power Struggle, Luke? I really liked it. It was a really good show. And hey, it, it, no added costs, no sound bullshit, no any of that crap. It's just like, how long was it? It doesn't even matter. I like the Will Ospreay match was 40 minutes. How? So, this show, however long it was, how? Didn't feel like it. You know, there was no moments where I was like, oh, that could have been shorter or anything like that. Uh, maybe I would have fixed up the Hiromi Ishimori finish, but eh, that's a nitpick. One, one's just come back and the other needs surgery. Like, what, what the fuck do I want? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I uh, and done, the, with, done without like I, I show, but yeah. And I understand why they, uh, I don't like, right, man, I'm changed. I'm looking back at my notes. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah. Fucking Tamatonga. Get out of here. This had, this had Tonga Loa versus David Finley. Finley. Sure. It had Greater Khan losing to Mox. Like, I, I know because it sets up the Moxley feud going forward. I realize that. But one thing I don't feel like New Japan has done is given me even some inkling of a path for the Greater Khan. He is amazing. He is amazing in his group. He's, he's like the. He's, he's fantastic. And, dude, he debuted when you couldn't cheer. So for a long time, he must have been like, I don't even know if the fucking crowd even likes me or not. And he was a workhorse. He even missed shows because most of his faction are gaijins. You know, like, and he had no one to fucking tag with. No <laughs> one. Wrestle a young lion and he'd be all This pissed. motherfucker needs a payday and he deserves it. And, yeah, all right. So... I would say he just wrestled Moxley, so I mean that was pretty cool. It's a good show. Right? I was yeah. I enjoyed watching. Hey, catch two two one. So there's one reason for me to be like, yeah, shooter Billy was good. The six men, I felt like that match over delivered, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So there was some uh, the bright sparks shone brightly. I I, I will I'll I, I will say that. I did forget to mention earlier that we heard Newman's voice for the first time. And I was like, okay, I like him a little more. He like he like came out a little bit in the show, like uh, as far as yeah. like he did some cool shit, and we didn't really talk about it. But what um, did he say? Did he say? Do you see that? Nobody cares. That's like the <laughs> he, only line from Jurassic Park of his I know. I think he was just talking shit. So um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. That guy that says the thing. It's and, Newman, uh, yeah. But yeah, he's in, I don't remember his real name. He's Newman for life, really, isn't he? Yeah, um, not a bad thing to be. No, no, I, I, I'd be Newman, you know, hated by one of the most famous comedians ever. Sure. You know, but uh, I thought the show was fine. I had to watch it in two separate settings because it came on at fucking, you know, four, three thirty in the morning or something like that for yeah. me. And I was like, nah. So I joined live during the Great Ocon Moxley match and was like, okay, this is that, that had some fun moments. You know, the stank belt, stank belt championship match was fine. The Daniel Bryan thing was like, yes. You know, it was just one of those things where it was like, good, yes. You know, I was happy about that. And 
<clears throat> I really liked Hiromu versus Ishimori and uh, the U.S. title match. I liked a lot. But, I mean, you know, Power Struggle is a building show to get to the big it one. Is. And that's what we're doing. So, um, that's what we did. You know, I enjoyed it. Uh, Luke, do you have a wrestler diary to um, tickle our ears with to wrap up the show? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> funny thing is, like, I thought maybe I should put the, the the thing up for Lone Star, but I'm still not 100% sure if we're watching that yet. It depends on if it's uh, free on World or not. Oh, I guess yeah. we'll find out. Lone Star Gulch is, is happening next yeah. weekend, and people are wrestling that. each other. That's <laughs> There you go. We talked about it. That's right. I think, like, the uh, the big thing I care about is, like, Shingo's wrestling, and he's got the gold, so... I'm pretty sure we will talk about that uh, show next week in short form. Um, And maybe we'll talk about Highlander for the rest of the time. You know, that'd be cool. That would be fucking nice. All right, man. We do have a wrestler diary. It was sent to us by wonderful listener, Jay. And uh, it is episode 67, Road to the Diary Master. Oh, I hope he does two more entries because I'm mature like that. Yeah. you know, yeah. Thanks, Bill and Ted. You've, yeah. Anyway, it is Master Wato. He's got his hands up in his pose, semi mean face, but come on, man. He's adorable. I'm glad they leaned into that on the TV. Anyway, it's October 18th, 2023. Vinegar Master Wato here. The second half of the destruction tour took me to Tohoku. At the Uate show, there was a fan club photo session and many people came. Now, I'm, I'm going to change my tone for this. All right. Thank you, everyone. who made. No, I won't do that. Thank you, everyone who made it out. <laughs> I always wonder whether it is better to wear my ring gear or shorts and a T-shirt for autograph signings. Which is better? The T-shirt. <laughs> the T-shirt. Make some fucking money. <laughs> They're not going to buy your wrestling gear. They buy the T-shirt. They're buying his eight by tens up of him giving his mean face, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to do his mean face. Puppy dog eyes. Yeah, you can't do it. <laughs> the day after the Aomori show, I finished eating my favorite ox tongue set meal in a service station on the way to Miyagi. And to my surprise, I ended up wearing the same t shirt as Ryusuke Taguchi, aka Taguchi Bailey from He's Miyagi doing it again! He's doing it again. Remember? He said that Yo and him had the same t-shirt on. Remember that? This motherfucker is watching what people wear and buying the same t-shirt as them and then being like, oh my gosh, we have the same shirt on. We bumped into, I bumped into Taguchi <laughs> and we had the same t-shirt on. What a coincidence. He's, he's stalking his, his co-workers. What the You're hell? right. Oh my goodness. He wants he wants friends. Please be my buddy. I mean oh, I'll do my mean face for you. Oh my god. Then there's the photo. And even even better. Oh my god. He he's Taguchi's face mirrors what you said. He knows. He knows. Come to think of it, I had the same situation just the other day. Yeah, we know. It's uh, the last diary we read. And there's a photo of both Taguchi and Wato wearing his shirt. Wato looking absolutely adorable. And Taguchi's just like, uh-huh. Great. <laughs> He's like, cool. Mm-hmm. 
Six or nine. You've done this. All Thanks right, a lot, Tucky. Gato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tag with this guy. Oh, man. I took the bullet train to Tio to Tokyo with Tamatonga and Tongaloa for the press conference and autograph session the day before the Ria Goku show. I was signing autographs with Yo! While I was trying to write my signature, I was pranked by a certain someone who was slowly moving my chair around and interrupted me while I was signing autographs. So it, was, so it was a fun and funny signing session. Aww. He On likes it when people rib him. He's like, oh, they like me. <laughs> Have you seen Yellow Jackets? She, that's he's Christina Ritchie from, but not a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, on the tenth, I attended a joint business presentation with Stardom, and an hour and a half before meeting them, I wore the same T-shirt as Jill. Now I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before me the meeting time, Tanahashi-san contacted me to be on his podcast, so I rushed out of the house and went to the venue early. Come on, man. He's always going there early. In the podcast, way. we talked about the junior tag league and other things. So please give it a listen. I wish I could. I mean, I could listen to it, but I won't I get wish, anything. Oh, out. man. I wish so much, bad I could. Maybe if I played it into the translator, we could get like a transcript of it. You know, I would love a transcript of it in English. Come on. Somebody do that for us. Yeah. No. It's Wait, did you watch these backstage comments? No, I did not. Would you read a transcript of this stupid diary entry? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Of the podcast? Absolutely, yeah. yes. It's just there. Uh, yep, that's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the 11th, <laughs> after having yang, 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 after having mm -hmm. food with a friend of mine, I went, I couldn't pronounce that, I went into a bar and saw a man with a huge aura that grabbed my attention. We had the same shirt on. No, I'm joking. Keiji Muda was there, and I was very honored to be given some words of encouragement by him. Thank you so much. And here's a, here's a, uh, here's a shirt of, here's a picture of Wato looking such a, like such a mark, being like, I'm getting a photo with Keiji Muda. And Muda's just like, I'm fucking 10 jinks deep. Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> will, you sign, will you sign my sign my thing? Sign, come on, please, please, please. <laughs> oh my god, he is that. I, so I'm I know I'm ragging on him, be so adorable. What do you think that Muda said to him? What advice did the great Muda have for Master Huato? <laughs> he should bleed more. <laughs> He's like, kid, cut that face up. <laughs> <laughs> He Ten probably years said talking about the Watto scale. You know what he said? <laughs> the Watto scale. It's how it's your mean face, like and how bad you are at it. That's what the Watto scale is. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Muda looked at Watto, right? And he said, Somebody put this kid on the gas. And that's <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his advice. So oh my goodness. On the 12th, I had to do an interview at the company, and I heard that Tanahashi-san was going to be the manager at the Tokon shop in Sudubashi for an hour, yeah, so I decided to go there as a surprise. Oh, my God. Dude, I was just about to make the joke that they're wearing the same T-shirt. There's a photo. They're wearing the same T-shirt. This is his gimmick. He did it. He's doing it with Desperado too. He's been doing this gimmick for a while behind the scenes, and he finally brought it out for everyone to see with the Desperado thing. Uh -huh. this is he's his just gimmick. gonna laugh it off, whereas Taguchi's <laughs> just like, "Really? 
I mean, really? Wouldn't you be mad if you were like there to see the ace? You know, it's some kind of like restaurant or whatever it is, and fucking somebody shows up and gives him a T-shirt to wear, and he puts it on. I'd be like, "I'm here to see the ace. Take a T-shirt off." You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my god, I decided to go there as a surprise. Then I got a call from Taguchi Bailey asking me if I wanted to go drinking with him, but I told him I was going to the token shop instead and asked if he would like to come too. When I asked him, he said he wouldn't go. But when I was standing next to the cash <laughs> register talking to a customer, I saw Taguchi-san arrive. <laughs> and, all right, I, I did rag on Wato for this because it is the gimmick of the of the episode, I guess. But all three men are wearing the same shirt outside <laughs> the token shop. It is adorable. I like the photo a lot. He didn't want to get caught dead going there with Wato. He no. just wanted to, oh, oh, you're, you're here too. Oh, okay, yeah. good to see you, you know. He would have been like, hey, Wado, let's go out for drinks. And then Taguchi arrives 10 minutes late because, like, you know, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to arrive before Wato. Right. And he doesn't want to see, yeah. We, I, Fashionably we late and, and, and unattached to a young right. master Wato. Oh, my God. I love you, Wato. Uh, afterwards, there was a party with the people from the... Mitsuken company and the people that produced the commercial. The chef made yellowtail, capaccio, and ma many other things using their Canton Soup product. Personally, I love vinegar, so I highly endorse this product. Just call oh, me Road Vinegar Master. <laughs> I bet you do, Wado. I endorse <laughs> this product that my bosses are telling me to endorse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's my day off i'm gonna go to the token shop to do work that was all bullshit but it was in it was in character so good job master he, it, it's all in character isn't it yeah oh my god jay these diaries uh have brought mr guy and i a tremendous amount of joy and delight i'd and say it's brought us closer it, it really has. It's brought us and anyone who's listened to them closer. So yeah. I appreciate it. We really do. Oh, my God. I. It's just the perfect way to, to cap off a, a great episode, a great show or middling show. It's just a great way to end. Oh, I love them. I love them. There's a Naito one, by the way, that uh, is coming next. But before we get to that, uh, I'll just tease it because... I feel like it should get listeners because they're awesome. Yo's Diary is going to be next episode. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yo's yeah. super, super over on this podcast. Oh, so. Especially yeah. with the diary entries. People, some wrestlers are over for us just with their diaries and not necessarily, you know, yeah. in the room. Yoshihashi. <laughs> Goto. Yeah. Yo. Oh, my God. I love them so. All right. Uh, but, yes. So, uh, hmm, unless Mr. Guy has anything that he would like to add. I know who you should trust, Luke. And it's Jimmy the Snake Roberts. Oh, that's, that's good. All right. So in Jimmy the Snake Roberts, we trust.